You're listening to an iGroom Hub podcast for dog groomers. iGroom Hub is an online learning platform for groomers of all levels. Sit back, relax, and enjoy what iGroom Hub Media has to offer. Welcome to episode 10 of iGroom Hub Media podcast. And with us today, we have the amazing Natalie West. And she is going to talk about what you're about to listen to is a pre-recording of a Zoom conference that she did. And it's a little sneaky peek at what the members are about to access. Thanks, Tay. Yeah, it is a sneak peek, actually. I have um, been working on a program uh, that talks about how we as groomers work with difficult dogs. And I've interviewed a number of different people. And, and Dr. Edward Bassingthwaite came across my radar. Um, Dr. Edward has a... Um, a program that he calls the whole energy body balance and it talks a lot about how we um, overlook some of the common uh, signs that dogs how dogs communicate with us and it's a really fascinating insight into um, Dr Edward is obviously a vet uh, and he's got really good insight about how we deal with animals and how we can actually respond to the signals that they give us so I'm really excited to share this with you. Uh, Dr. Edward has um, a great offer at the end of this podcast. If you'd like to take it up, it'll be on our socials and we'll tell you about that in a minute. But I hope you can sit back and relax and listen to what Dr. Edward has to offer and hopefully we'll go from there. Hello, folks. I'm here with the amazing Dr. Edward Bassingthwaite. Now, Dr. Edward is from The Healing Vet and is also known for his holistic therapies in the whole body balance uh, program that you run, Edward. So welcome to iGroom Hub. It's terrific to have you on board. Uh, I know that you have some very um, unique approaches to how you deal with the animals in your care. And I, I actually stumbled across you on Facebook and it was like, for me, it was like an aha moment. It's like, wow, someone's actually putting into words and frames and, and modules how um, I've been feeling and connecting with the animals that I've had in my care over many, many years. So welcome to iGrim Hub, Dr. Edward. We're really happy that you've joined us. And um, I'd like you to perhaps, um, for the listening audience, if you can just tell um, people a little bit about where you are, where, how you got to be who you are and, and what you're doing, because it's pretty special. Absolutely. So um, it's been a long and interesting journey to become a holistic vet. I, I grew up on a cattle property in North Queensland. Uh, so we, we did all our stock work on horseback. Uh, we did have some working dogs. And I got taught a lot of things that I've had to unlearn in the years since then because the basic sort of principle was... Um, fear and pain to make animals do what you want, you know. Uh, not not a pleasant thing, but something that I, I think my whole life's work has been sort of a healing response to, to what I saw and experienced when I was a kid, you know, breaking in horses, and it was breaking in, using hobbles and, and all sorts of different things that are not terribly lovely for the horse. Mm, mm. Um, That's pretty tough. Then I... It is pretty tough. Mm. And at, early on in my teenage years, I got really interested in, in natural horsemanship, uh, connected with the work of a fellow called Monty Roberts from the States who's got a book called The Man Who Listens to Horses. Who Anyone who is interested in animals should read that book. It's an amazing, amazing life story. 
Um, then I went off to vet school, graduated, and when I first was working as a vet, I was a, a very uh, conservative, normal sort of medical vet. You know, Western allopathic medicine was was what I was taught, and that's what I did. I'm, I, hoping, I'm hoping it's still normal. <laughs> well, I'm well, I'm kind of weird, but normal. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> so. Um, then I went and worked in mixed practice in Western Australia for a while, had a, had a pretty awful job to start with, terrible, terrible employer. Did a locum job for a little while. I only lasted about 18 months there and then, then left and got a, did a bit of locum work. And when I was on that locum, I had a, another vet who was a horse vet from Perth come up to do some work on horses necks. And he would take horses that had a forelimb lameness, that had x-rays, nerve blocks, couldn't find anything to cause the lameness, he would work on these horses' necks and the lameness would go away. Now, he's a lovely fella and he had an hour to despair and he just taught me a whole lot of really interesting stuff about how nerve root compression and subtle misalignments in the spine can cause all sorts of troubles. Mm. So I thought, well, what about dogs and cats? Because I hadn't got taught about any of this stuff at university at all. So I started getting my hand on every dog and cat that came to me and I started really feeling more deeply into their body with more intention to start to feel, you know, so what's going on in the spine and in the soft tissues, the muscles and the fascia around the spine. And so you're be, not necessarily looking for subluxations, are you? Or Well, not really subluxations. Well, at that stage I was just looking for whatever I could find because yeah. I didn't know anything. Right, uh, and I started finding areas that were painful, tight, or restricted from healthy movement. And subluxations can cause pain, tension, and restriction mm. from healthy movement. So mm. that's sort of part of it. Um, and I've been doing that ever since. So for the last twenty-three years, every time I get my hands on animal, I learn something. Wow! I went to the UK um, and worked as a vet there, doing locum jobs. While I was at the UK. I kept exploring the hands-on work and, and got some, some really interesting results. Um, you know, I had a little Jack Russell that had had a lameness its whole life that when I worked on its neck, the lameness went away, a four-limb lameness and a, and a lot of other different animals that I worked on. There is um, one also got really there's, there's one particular story that I've um, heard you say before, Dr. Edward, about a greyhound that was um, cranky most of his life, really cranky. Yeah. And, yeah. And it was because he was in pain. Well, that was Benny, um, who I tell that story on the on the silent the webinars about silent pain. Uh, but he he started playing with toys for the first time in his life after a series of treatments, and he started actively seeking connection and contact and touch from his humans, which he had just been a grumpy old fellow lying in his bed and not wanting to have anything to do with anyone. But in the UK, I, I got really unwell with chronic fatigue syndrome. I wow. had to come back home. I, I couldn't work for two or three years. I was back living on the family farm at the worst of it, unable to even go for a five-minute walk. Wow. Uh, so I'm that led me to start exploring, like Western medicine helped me to some extent, and then the doctor said, oh, well, you've got a syndrome. That means, even though we're not going to tell you, that means we don't know what... What, what it is or how to help you. Too hard, too hard. <laughs> Pretty much. 
So um, I started exploring energy healing. I found that mm. I found a massage therapist in the town near where we lived who did massage, but was also an energy healer, and I found it really helped me. I went and studied energy healing. I found that it improved my symptoms and supported me in a way that all the Western stuff couldn't. And I also found that my little staffy, when I went and learned how to do this as a practitioner, was extraordinarily sensitive to this energy. Wow. So when when I practiced, every time I practiced, within a, a minute or so, she'd come run up the steps and sit at my feet. So when you were practicing on yourself? Yeah, I was sitting at a desk where I often sit right and there's this thing where you had a, like an outline of a human being and you move the energy with by drawing on it basically as a focus. But every time, within half a minute or so, this little dog would just arrive at my feet. And after 10 or 20 times, I'm thinking she knows she can feel this and she likes it. Wow. So I integrated a whole lot of that side of things into my practice and, and saw animals respond really beautifully to that. Wow. And all the years um, I worked in, in hospitals for a while longer after that, then I started my first home visit vet practice in Townsville. Must be nearly 16 years ago now. And that gave me space to really start to explore more holistic alternative health and, and integrate it into my practice in a much more obvious way. Dr. Edward, um, people will be familiar with um, Bowen touch and um, the, the realigning of energy. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what the touch is? Like, what, what, what is it? What, what is it that you're doing? So what, I, what I'm doing, is, what I've developed is, is the whole energy body balance method. Mm -hmm. This is a, a comprehensive healing body work and energy healing modality for, for pets, for people and for horses. So we, I started teaching that about eight or nine years ago, and two years ago we took the trainings online. Right. What it comes from is 23 years of working on animals. So it comes directly from finding working on animals and seeing how they respond and finding what works. Mm -hmm. When I started doing this 23 years ago, there were no trainings to do body work in animals available. There was nothing. There was no bone for animals. There was no myotherapy. There was no emmet. Mm. There was nothing. So I just did it. And so <laughs> just got my hands on animals. Yeah. So is it more working on the deep muscle or on like the um, the fascia that you talk about, like the, the tissue that is around the, the muscle? Or what are you working on mostly? Well, we're working on the whole dog, mm -hmm. really. If mm -hmm. you want to be honest, we're working on the whole being, mm -hmm. but we're working mm -hmm. on the whole being through inter through doing a whole range of different bodywork skills. I think there's about... 20 plus different skills you learn in, in the bodywork part of the training. But we're really interfacing with the neurofascial network. Okay. The, the fascia, the neurofascial tissues, because the fascia is like the fascia gives everything in the body its shape and structure and it interpenetrates every other organ in the body from every scale through to, you know, the a whole organ or a whole muscle down to microscopic around the cells. So through the fascia, we, we are touching every other part of the body as well, whether it be muscles or um, tendons or blood vessels or nerves or organs. 
mm. as soon as you mm. touch the fascia, you're touching everything. And you because it's interwoven and interconnected throughout the whole body, when you touch the body in one part, you're effectively touching the whole body physically at the same time. So I'm, I'm really fascinated with this from a grooming perspective, Dr. Ober, because we're not only just touching the dogs with our hands, we're also putting shampoo and putting products on them, but we're also touching them with clippers and the vibration of clippers. And so um, I, I think that um, I, I know we're only sort of touching on the surface here and there is a lot that we have to understand, but in a grooming sense, groomers are on a kind of like predisposed to be able to feel energy in dogs. We're touching them all the time and we quite often touch them more than the vets do and more than sometimes yep. even their owners do. And we notice yep. things and they come to us usually every four to six weeks as well. So we see little nuances and I'm sure if I just put in a comment, sec comment section underneath this, hands up to a groomer who's actually spotted pain or a, um, you know, a tumour or a, a cancer or yep. something we, have, we can't say what it is. We don't know what it is. We're not, we're not able to diagnose because we don't have that skill set. But we can identify yeah. that and we can feel heat and we can feel different vibrations and we can feel and, um, you know, we get a sense of the whole, uh, you know, overall, uh, you know, nature of the dog and how they're feeling, not only how they're feeling emotionally through the groom but physically through the groom too. So yep. I'm wondering whether or not we could, um, you know, talk a little bit more about how groomers could perhaps use the techniques that you have developed to, to get dogs that are often frightened or terrified through a groom a little bit more comfortably? Well, that's a big question. It is a big question, <laughs> isn't it? Because, you know, nobody, um, nobody wants to come to work and have to deal with, you know, dogs that are biting or they're, they're terrified or they're, you know, they can't say, oh, you know, I, I actually okay, got kicked okay. kids and I'm okay, really so let's, let's start with the biting or that aggression. You know what I do with any dog that snaps at me? I think you thank them. I say thank you. Yeah, yeah. I say thank you because this is a dog that's desperately communicating and if yeah. they get to the point of snapping at you, in most cases, either you have missed a whole lot of subtle communication from them and not respected it yeah. or um, in some dogs they're so terrified that their brain's turned off so they can't communicate and they, they, that's another thing to think about too is that some of these dogs, if, 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 if you get arousal, if they go across the red line, you're going to have to take them off the grooming table and, and walk them around on the lead for a while and do something remedial to get them back to the point where you can actually have meaningful communication. But in terms of being able to help your dogs now, if as groomers, I can guarantee if you haven't done a training like whole energy body balance, and I'm really not aware of any other training that gives you the same level of assessment skills for finding silent pain and tension in the body, you'll be missing pain in anything from 53% or less of the animals. I mean, you're probably going to pick up pain in more animals than the average owner because you've got a high level of skill and you've, work with animals a lot but there's still going to be a very large percentage of dogs you work on that have silent pain that you're missing as groomers oh, they're just they're so good at masking pain and you know they're so brave yeah. and it's 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 so sad that you know they can't actually communicate it but dogs are wonderful at communicating doctor but we know we when we look at we read their body language all the time when we're grooming um but yeah. we get to a certain point where we can't actually do any more for them if they're totally terrified 
we have methods where we put them on, uh, you put a muzzle on them or we put them on a groomer's helper or we have someone come in and hold while we do something. We've got a task to do and we've got to get it done and we're under time constraints and lots of pressures. And ideally, and we've talked a lot about this previously in the course that we have um, about working with difficult animals, is that, you know, they need, they need so much time and, you know, perhaps even just being on a table is enough for them and getting them comfortable on a table yeah. and being touched is enough. Yeah. And all of that stuff takes that, time, doesn't it? That is true. And, you know, that makes me think of one of, one of our web teachers in training who works, she's a, a qualified veterinarian from South America but hasn't, isn't able to practice in Australia, isn't registered to practice in Australia because the yeah. system to go through to do that is so difficult. But um, Gabby was telling me a story the other day. She works at a, at a doggy daycare centre and there is a dog there that normally would scream the whole way through being bathed, mm. right? Scream in fear and terror and and um, yep. with applying the, the whole energy body balance work with that dog, the last time she did, she could bath that dog and it was relaxed the whole way through. So you can you can help these anxious and terrified dogs to a very large extent with, with the whole energy body balance works because with whole energy body balance, you know, silent pain is, is a big part of what's going on, but mm. not just physical silent pain. If you've got mental and emotional silent pain, that leads to the arousal, the freezing, the shaking, mm. the um, aggression. Mm. All of this is, is mm. um, a survival response yeah. that, something has probably happened to the dog you're grooming in the past where another groomer has been unkind, abusive even. Or, or a parent. Whether, whether, whether it's through ignorance or some groomers who just don't care, you know, there's always some in any group of people that I know most vets are awesome people and I can tell you I've worked for a couple who were just honestly, diabolically awful people that would mm -hmm. keep animals alive when they should be euthanized just to make a bit more money out of them. Yeah. That's so we have to be honest, you know, in every profession there's going to be a few bad eggs. But the other thing that whole energy body balance work does is that it, it causes a profound response in the nervous system, a profound relaxation response, cool. so that you can then use this work to help the dogs relax and help them. If they get triggered into fear, you can help bring them back, back into a more settled and relaxed state. And if you've got the time to do that, then over time you can, it's a different way of desensitizing dogs to, um, to anxiety triggers yeah. or arousal triggers. It's a tactile, physical way of interacting with the nervous system that causes the whole body to relax so mm. that you can then help the dog regulate from arousal to relaxation. And, any dog you're having a problem with on the grooming table is going to be stuck in arousal and unable to regulate to relaxation in the face of the stimuli that, that of the grooming. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you can train with, with the whole energy body balance work, you can train the dog how to relax, then you can, you can really, really help them a hell of a lot. That was amazing. Nat. This is a sneak peek into not only your course, but Dr. Edwards as well. 
That's right, Tay. So what we've what I've done is I've embedded um, a lot of what Dr. Edward has said uh, and more, and he talks a lot about silent pain, and silent pain is really fascinating. And that is embedded in my course called The Difficult Dog Groomer. If you're interested in that program, you can purchase that um, outside of a membership at the shop, and I think it's uh, $1.99 for the whole program. Or if you wanted to do it in six months instalments, it's thirty three ninety five. But if you are a member, it is free for you, and you can find it. Uh, you need to go to the Groomerverse, go to the Challenging Situations, and you'll find the Difficult Dog Groomer Guide right there. So I hope that you've enjoyed that. But further to that, Dr. Edward has been very generous and has given us some amazing discounts on the courses that he does as well. And there are loads of different programs and I really do invite everyone to go and have a look at what he does. You might take something from it, you might take nothing, but really it's great to see someone who is dedicated to the industry and has just a different outlook, I guess. But he does, um, he's generously given us um, 60% of his courses for, for our listeners and, our, and for our, our members, really. So we might put some links down below, too. 100%. If you want to listen to this, just we'll put the links in our description and also on our social media. If you're not following our social media accounts, make sure you follow iGroom Hub on Facebook and Instagram.